0: Woe to you, O oh Earth
1: and sea. It's the Hob Nation USA Podcast.
2: Welcome to episode 180 of the Hob Nation USA Podcast. And we're here on Zoom, and that means we have guests. It's but first, true. Well, hold, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to introduce you, and you're interrupting. <laughs> as you've already heard, the old interrupting cow, Adam, my co-host.
1: Of course, I'm here to interrupt as I deem necessary, and apparently yes. I decided to do that within the first four seconds of the show.
2: Yes, <laughs> he's so excited for this episode, he couldn't wait to jump all over me. <laughs> it's been an entire week, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to talk to somebody. Has it been a good week? It's been a not bad week. Fair enough. Mine's been okay, too. Good. I'm I've, been, to busy.
1: <laughs> I've been busy. I've been busy. We gonna have a uh, small chit-chat later. we got other yeah, stuff to cover.
2: Well, it's our little small chit-chat. Now we go on to the guests that we have on our Zoom meeting. We have the Hops and Box Office Flops podcast joining us this week. Hey, everybody. They like beer, and they also like movies. But particularly, they tend to review bad movies and talk about them. So we, tonight, we have, if you're looking at the Zoom meeting, going clockwise, we have T.W., Chumpzilla, and Captain Cash.
3: Hey, everybody. Howdy, folks. Welcome uh, to the
1: show. Happy to have you.
3: Yeah. yeah. Thrilled to be here. Uh, excited to talk beer, because most of the time with our pod, it tends to skew more movie than beer. So we're happy to kind of flip it around. Yes. So
1: it's, it's funny, we are the exact opposite, where yes. we talk beer a lot, but then Steve will wedge in a bunch of movie stuff that I don't fully understand.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> Just a little preview for segment three. Adam, you were wondering what we were going to do tonight. I was. And uh, it's a movie quiz. Uh, is it going to be as bad as the Halloween one? It's probably worse. Hell. Because I knew that the guests we were having on tonight actually have a little clout behind them you know they know movies so i had to make it extra hard for them
3: <laughs> is, is one of the answers beer fest no damn all right well that, that was like 50 percent of my guessing let's see what happens
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it later but you know i'm gonna split you guys into teams as well
3: oh, yeah. right.
2: we have we have right. four people and just the way it's set up i can do this in a, as a team event so I like adam it. Adam will be the albatross around somebody's neck tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gee, thanks, Steve. What? You're the one who knows he's bad at movies. <laughs> it's true. I am. <laughs> do, we Sorry, get we, handi- got- do we get a handicap if one of us gets Adam? Like, do we get like one, one no. question out oh, damn. Nope. All right. Well, no, but- worth asking. <laughs> Keep hey, working hey,
4: on that. <laughs> I got broad shoulders. I can carry the team here.
0: <laughs> See, there you he <laughs> go.
2: Sounds like Jumpzilla has already volunteered himself to take it. I like it. I like it. We
1: can make that happen.
2: All right, but that's segment three. For now, we're in segment one, and we have to start with the beers that everybody's drinking tonight. So, again, let's just go around the horn. Let's start with T.W. What are you drinking tonight?
5: So I have a a Fat Randy's IPA from Holidayly Brewing in Golden, Colorado. Uh, It is actually gluten-free because I drink a lot of gluten-free beer when I'm not uh, the host of whatever episode of the show we're doing um because i am generally gluten-free but i do try and get most of the other beers it just depends how regional they are because we're all in different areas of the country so fat randy's it are is they a, made out of- golden colorado oh, Yeah, they, they also do a favorite blonde which i've also had which is also pretty good nice right on so uh, it's the home
2: of the uh uh cores as well that golden colorado
1: if and when I become a multimillionaire, I'm going to have a house in Golden, Colorado. It's a nice place. Just
3: right there, that's half the Rockies. I get it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. It's gorgeous there.
2: Uh, Chumzilla, what are you drinking?
4: Well, I'm the uh, pod's resident degenerate. So I went with uh, Miller High Life. Yeah, it's the a champagne D-gen of beer. beers. Yep. <laughs> it's a D Gen beer. Because uh, our good buddy in college, his dad used to say, You're never drinking alone when you're drinking with a lady on the moon. And those are words to live by,
3: folks. Cheers. It's kind of an amazing thing. It doesn't matter which pod he's on. Chancilla is the degenerate of the pod.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of true. Kind of true. Let's, Steve, I'm just going to stop you. Before you say anything else, let's not have a degen off.
2: (laughs) Well, tonight I'm not drinking Steel Reserve because (laughs) it's our podcast. I try to, you know,
1: keep it civil.
4: Yeah. That was my fault. (laughs) Yeah. that was my fault well look (laughs) if if you've seen postal it makes a lot of sense if you got to watch that movie then then it all becomes clear (laughs) but anyway
2: look if we wind up on their podcast at some point adam then i will be drinking you know steel reserve and four loco and falling into my degen ways so (laughs) all
1: right i'm good with that i could i could get out some old german you know right you can
2: can go get some jenny cream or some yeah or some
3: american
1: let's not go that far
3: listen one pod we definitely did king cobra so
1: yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> as a 40 goes it's pretty good nah, that's a bridge too far for me
2: <laughs> it's no oldie but it, it made it made sense within your episode of stephen king so I that's a fair it. point i got it <laughs> uh cash sure. what are
3: you drinking so i'm drinking stone brewing's woot stout True to form because we're gigantic nerds, and the the thunderous wizard and I, TW, actually got to drink this beer when they made it uh, at Comic Con in 2019. So uh, it's 11% ABV, and it's a full-on stout. Stout, nice. Uh, like I mean, I don't know if you can see on the video, but it, it pours black. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Big big fan of this beer. Uh, I, I mean, it's pretty limited. Like they do a, a run once a year, and that's kind of it so whenever i find it uh, like there was a i don't know if we're doing regionalisms but wexford beer had it and i bought all of them nice
4: <laughs> <laughs> excellent and, and i see that it pours dark just like your heart just like my heart i'm just a yeah.
3: black hearted son of a uh how explicit do i go on this yeah you can say fuck it's fine okay I, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that, that, helps.
5: <laughs> that, that opens it up
3: well yeah no i i really like this beer a lot it's dangerous as hell though yes and, that, and that i is, appreciate
2: no, i was gonna say that is one of my favorite stouts uh, being, and uh, just for a fun little uh, trivia fact, early in the days of the podcast, I wrote a review of Blade Runner 2049 while drinking that year's version of the Woot Stout. So it was 2018, 2017.
3: Yeah, whatever. perfect pairing. That
2: yeah. works out exactly. And uh, Drew Curtis actually retweeted the blog. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. that was our That's our one claim to fame that we ever had. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, that's several claims of fame more than we have. In fact, we have, the, what's the opposite of that? Infamy, perhaps? Yeah, I In think.
5: Talk the only brush with fame our twitter account has ever had is john wesley ship the original flash liked my tweet about the original flash suit
4: hell yeah <laughs> yeah and um when we did the big lebowski pod i actually have a replica uh westerly sweater which is the <coughs> pen, uh the pendleton sweater the dude wears mm. so i wore that for the pod and i tagged them in a tweet and they liked it i thought that oh, was yeah, very yeah, nice. Cool. Nice, but. I think hands down, and this is very appropriate because we just came off of our Stallone month and we did it over the top. I think the members of the pod, as far as our individual brushes with fame go, by far the most impressive one is the Thunderous Wizard. He arm-wrestled Dean Kane.
0: That
2: was
4: true. I, I was there. I saw it. There's photographic evidence <laughs> of the Thunderous Wizard arm-wrestling Dean Kane. Took his awesome. shirt off to do it and everything. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> impressive.
2: There you go now you got now our audience knows your clout <laughs>
4: Yeah. so and kevin sorbo hates us oh hey, he hates everybody who cares. so
1: who cares <laughs>
4: yeah
2: <laughs> who gives a shit what kevin sorbo thinks <laughs> yeah adam what are you drinking
1: <laughs> so i'm actually going a bit out of bounds of what i usually do and i'm going international oh i uh <laughs> i have a bottle of the weinstefaner the original premium neat i yeah i picked this up actually uh I don't know. A little bit ago, I decided to change things up a little bit. And I got to admit, I like it. Is this it a very? Okay? It is. Kaboot. Oh. It's involved goble. in this. And oh. like I said, I don't usually buy this. I usually go for the local and the craft. But yeah, I like it. It's a nice, clean drinking beer. Yeah. It, it'll help me behave. Yeah, it's good beer. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic style. Yes, classic. What about you, yeah, Steve? A- what are you drinking?
2: I am cleaning out my fridge this week. Oh, great. Making room for the holidays. And this week I'm drinking a beer from Indiana. It's called the GFJ. And it's an India pale ale from the Sun King Brewery. Uh, I picked this up because I thought we were maybe going to do an Indiana State episode at some point. But then it just sat in the fridge because I wasn't able to get any more Indiana beers except for three (laughs) Floyds.
3: (laughs) <laughs> and, is that like a guava? What is that on the
2: can? I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, like it's like a guava hop. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I and I don't. To be completely honest, I think it actually might be a grapefruit. But uh, to be completely wow. honest, this beer has been sitting around a little too long for an IPA. Mm, I'm not gonna say anything bad about the beer because it's not uh, it's not their fault. It is actually more drinkable than a lot of other IPAs that are fresh. But, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's nice and clean. I enjoy that part about it. What's the ABV? The ABV is not on
1: the can. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, did they pull a 450 North?
2: No, because it's not like that. It's not (laughs) like they're just dumping uh, fruit puree in it.
1: (laughs) It's not just an explody beer?
2: Yeah. I'll look it up on the untapped. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's got got nice tropical notes and everything to it. It's just not... uh, The flavors are pretty muted, is what I'll say. It didn't go bad. I know Mm. earlier it sounded... Maybe I was making it sound like it went
1: bad, but it didn't go bad. It just... Things have just sort of mellowed?
2: Yeah, it's just a little too mellow. Uh, ABV is 7.4. That's
1: respectable. So, yeah.
2: yeah, It's it's still clean drinking and... Yeah, it's decent beer, but. So I take by out. your.
4: <clears throat> oh, sorry, Steve, but I take by your comments. You're not a big fan of uh, IPAs.
2: Oh no, I am a big fan of IPAs. It's just oh, okay. this one is, this one has been sitting around too long. Ah, I guess. So, They're like you. when you when you let IPA sit too long, they tend to lose their flavor a bit. Yeah. And this one. It just – the hops have (laughs) dissipated.
4: I hate to say it, but I rarely have that problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that, it's time to move on to the first segment, News, Notes, and Neat. We've got news. We've got notes. We've got
1: neat things happening. That's right, because evergreen content be damned. Right.
3: (laughs) Well, honestly, you guys are where I get all of my beer news, so – I'm oh, cool with
2: that. We got to step up our game then. <laughs> Oof, you're getting that third hand then because we just steal <laughs> all our news. <laughs>
3: Listen, everybody, like, great artists steal the greatest artists. Ah, fuck, I don't know how that goes. Something like that. Everyone yeah, something can, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I heard, a, right. I, I heard it in film class too. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we, I have something here, and I, I want to bring it to the table. It's not so much news, but it might be neat. We quite often bash the Mr. Beer homebrewing kit on this show because Adam and, I, so. yeah, Adam and I actually know how to homebrew. But I don't know what uh, the box office and flops and hops and hops and flops. I don't know what you guys' uh, skill level is with homebrewing. So maybe this might be interesting to you. Uh, have any of you guys homebrewed in the past? Yep. I made some toilet wine, but that's about it. Okay, so this this might be right up your alley because this is classy toilet wine. <laughs> Possibly.
1: band name called it. Yeah, classy toilet wine.
2: <laughs> 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 classy toilet wine opens up for Vampire Weekend. <laughs>
0: uh, Bitchin'.
2: There is a new product out there called the Pinter. And it looks like this. The Pinter is supposed to be a homebrew kit in which all you have to do is add water and their like, own extract that they've developed. Their proprietary blend. Yeah, proprietary b- blend of extract juice. And it yields like, a number of different styles. So mm. in the past, we've made fun of the Mr. Beer because it's still a 28-day wait. Like for garbage it, beer. Yeah, for garbage beer. It's, it's, like, it's trash. You mix in a bunch of ingredients, and you wait 28 days for garbage. I haven't uh, had anything out of this pointer.
5: <laughs> yeah. Is that question? just like a yeah, beer a vape pen?
3: <laughs> well, first of all, statement. Yeah. They just look like uh, the little meeples in Among Us, which is a, kind of a weird thing. <laughs> Second thing, go back to where you, you show us all the different types of beer it presents. What the fuck is that green one?
2: That is either a sour or a cider. They do have Mm -hmm. two cider flavors. I'm just
3: saying, if my beer comes out green, I'm going to have questions. Like, should I drink this? And Am I about to poison myself?
4: Let's just be honest here, Captain Cash. At least the three of us have drank entirely yeah. too many green beers to be turned off by that
5: at this point. Let's not pretend you're at one time too classy to drink dollar pitchers of dyed green beer at 4 a.m. That's fair. So, making solid points
1: here. Yeah.
3: You know yes. what? That's fair. I am no longer 20. One, because <laughs> I would obviously not drink underage. Of course <laughs> not. That would be illegal. That would be illegal. And you shouldn't do that. But. Yes. It was unnaturally green. Is this also? A, I have questions. That's all I'm trying to yeah. say here.
2: Uh, This is the, the photo you're looking at is from the Kickstarter. And uh, that may or may not be a recipe they went forward with. Uh, but currently they have four beer f- uh, flavors and they have two cider flavors. Right so on. that might be one of the cider flavors.
1: So honestly, I think it's a lot simpler than that. Uh, it's a really clear beer in front of a blue unit. Uh, Could
2: be that and, too. And, and yellow and blue makes green. Good that's, eye, Adam.
3: Yeah, that's just color. <laughs> yeah, like they, they teach that in first grade. That's my fucking My bad. Yeah,
2: that's just bad photography. <laughs> it Good is. Good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the one thing that stood out about this to me is that they are claiming you can make beer within seven to eight days and have it drinkable. Wow! It will ferment within 48 hours, and then you condition it for a week, which is far and above quicker than the Mr.
1: Beer of uh, a month. Or any normal homebrewing process either. Right.
3: I am not a lawyer, but I do sleep next to one. So I'm going to ask, what is their definition of beer, first of all?
2: well their definition beer is obviously very very twisted because those bottles you see next to the little keg units that they have contain everything they contain the hop juice the malt extract and the yeast i believe and you just add it to hot water and it it will activate and off it goes
3: it feels like at a bare minimum it should be like a you know those glow sticks where you have to crack something inside so it, right. it, right. for it? yeah
5: i'm <laughs> largely skeptical of whatever the hell is happening in this photo and their <laughs> scientific process
3: what's, what's the cost on this what's the kickstarter to get
2: one well the uh, the kickstarter's already ended i just pulled this because they had the nice they had the nicest photos on uh, kickstarter yeah. but uh yeah the kickstarter's already ended but for a price point in comparison uh, a mr beer will run you $47 for a unit that also comes with bottles. Mm. And then every recipe is in about the range of $30.
3: So we're talking 80 bucks for at a minimum.
2: Yeah, for, for... A, mis- for a Mr. Beer. For this Pinter unit, it's 55 pounds, which also translates to 72 American dollars mm-hmm. instead, mm. of, instead of silly bucks.
3: Ah, uh, okay. So here's my thing. British beer is a lot like having sex in a canoe, so
2: I'm out. <laughs> uh, they also offer American pale ale style, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much I would trust that, but each of those uh, extract bottles is apparently only a, around $20. Huh. So it, it's, it's somewhat cheaper than a Mr. Beer when you actually get into the process of making so, yeah, just I'm just wondering if this interests anybody. It doesn't interest me, but...
1: It doesn't interest me either, because it's in that weird part where it's not just going to the fridge and cracking a beer, but it's not far enough that you're actually making anything. Yeah. So you're not gaining anything either way. All you're doing is just waiting for beer that you didn't make. Yeah. I, Mediocre what's the point? Beer. Right. Yeah, this is
4: kind of like the easy-bake oven for beer, and... I yeah. understand it's faster than the the, the other homebrew kits, but yeah, I think it defeats the whole purpose of doing homebrew. Homebrew is the whole process and, and 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 doing it yourself and you know copper tubing and and buying stuff that most people think at the hardware store that you're going to build a bong with. But yeah, I, this <laughs> well, is kinda, also build a bong with it you, okay. yeah, <laughs> when you're done. Yeah, but yeah, because I, when I lived in the Great White North, um, a couple of the guys I worked with used to make their own beer. And they do a couple varieties at a time. It was big labor of love, and they had their own like CO2 canisters, and they'd put it in little pony kegs. And they, they one guy even went over the top, and he actually turned his garage fridge into a tap. And uh, it was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. So this just doesn't have any of that charm and, like, you know, mm. ingenuity behind it. It just seems like that 400 juicer that squeezes the pouches for you that everyone makes fun of. Yes, I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. It's like you could, you could just do it with your hands and squeeze the pouch. But uh, anyway. Yeah. I,
5: it's, anyway. Like a, it's like a game genie. If the cheat <laughs> gave you three lives instead of a thousand. Yeah. It's I, just I just a just... waste, it seems to me,
4: but. It's gonna stick with the toilet wine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I'm with you on that one.
2: <laughs> and that was that was just my interest. I wanted to see what other you know non-home brewers oh, right thought of that, because I know Adam and I wouldn't think much of it. So yeah. No.
4: I mean, I, it definitely looks like it's been like marketed and like uh, focus group to hell. So it looks oh yeah. Slick.
2: I mean, it comes in variety of colors. It's you know, they it, look it, like IMAX. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks yeah. like the line of Limax and they also have, you know, their designated styles. So they had the American IPA, like a British IPA, I believe a farmhouse and then a red and then two ciders. So yeah. Yep. They went through what was most popular and then hope that uh, cross your fingers and hope they just, you know, make more. So and then
1: eh. bastardized the whole thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it might be the death of Mr. Beer, so that's
5: that's okay too.
4: <laughs>
1: a net positive. It's <laughs> a net yeah. positive. Yeah.
4: Yay, the lesser of two evils.
5: <laughs> Just remember when you're done using it to make god awful beer, it's a nice conversation piece as a uh, like a coffee table item. What's that? Well, you make whatever shit you want because nobody will believe it makes beer, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice dust collector. Yeah. yeah. Take
2: All right, Adam. Do you have a news for us or a note or a neat?
1: I got a couple. Okay. It's time to talk collabs. Yeah. It's time to talk collaborations. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is an all-American collaboration. The good people of Waffle House are going to start collaborating to make a beer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You don't sound excited, Steve.
2: Well, I'm not excited because I've already heard the story. I know Uh, the story. Well. Yeah.
3: Well, here's my thought. The only time I've wound up in a Waffle House at some point in the last 20 years is when I was shit house drunk. So, I mean, I appreciate that they're trying to like shorten that distance for me getting there.
1: You made a very good point there. No one ever goes to Waffle House. You end up there. (laughs) Yes. And now they're going
3: to Waffle House before 4 a.m. You've done something (laughs) wrong.
1: Your car
5: has broken down. (laughs) It actually doesn't open till 3 a.m. It's open 3 a.m. to 6:30, and then it closes.
3: <laughs> We're waiting the next wayward traveler. Yeah. Anytime you want.
2: I don't. I don't know if TW is lying or not because I've never been in a Waffle House
1: <laughs> where the
5: sun was up. So. <laughs> Just there to collect the, play, the 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 people with no place else to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, they are uh, starting their their beer called the Waffle House Bacon and Kegs. Is the Yay. name of their beer.
3: I appreciate that pun.
1: Yes. Yes. It is a 6.5% ABV red ale. Uh, red? Red ale. And it is brewed with bacon extract.
3: Listen, anytime yeah. you combine Waffle House and extract and expect me to eat it and I'm not drunk,
1: right. I've got some reservations. Right. Yeah. I, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, this is not a, a huge corporate uh, collaboration they're actually collaborating with a small local brewery Waffle House is obviously uh, headquartered in Georgia they are obviously a southeastern U.S. company but they are getting together with Oconee Brewing out of Greensboro Georgia they're a, a smaller brewery I'm not really sure what size they are but uh, we don't have them up here so they can't be that big
3: right Chum <laughs> Zilly is our resident Georgia person anything
4: yeah, no, I'm not familiar, but I'll have to check it out. I will definitely find some and report back uh, when it's released. Because, yes, I live in the heart of Waffle House country. Neat.
2: Yeah. That's, it's a good place to be. <laughs> I do love Waffle House, but, uh, yeah,
5: it's not, it's not often I get there.
4: <laughs> seriously, there's, like, three of them within, like, ten minutes of my house. Like, in, in any direction, there's a Waffle House.
5: In the land of overcooked bacon, Chumpzilla is king.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so you are – you are directly affected by the Waffle House Index then. Uh, yeah, I
4: mean, it's it's pretty funny because that's kind of a measure of like how bad any certain disaster is. Right. Is, are the Waffle Houses still open? Because they have like their own war room, like storm center. And they're actually kind of like a key part of our infrastructure. You know, if, if we can keep the Waffle Houses up and running, everything's okay. It goes electricity,
5: <laughs>
3: water, <laughs> Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly.
1: sure
5: that's the order. I think Waffle yeah. House is
1: at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is uh, available at the brewery now on draft and uh, in cans as well. But they do have plans to distribute out shortly uh, thereafter. So probably, probably beginning of the year kind of thing. Uh, they're going to be able to get them out into grocery stores and things like that. Well, so I give it a shot? You know what? I'll I'll throw them twenty bucks to see what happens. I'd give it a shot too, but like
2: anytime you just resort to extract, you're ah man, it sounds like you're dooming yourself right away. And Listen, then
3: I've spent way worse twenty dollars at a waffle house.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> Yep. No, no, you survived. That's what you do when you spend twenty dollars at a Waffle House. You're trying to survive.
4: <laughs> it's medical the la- treatment. <laughs> the last time I was at a Waffle House with the Thunderous Wizard and Captain Cash. Captain Cash was so hung over that when the waitress was taking her orders, he ordered bacon by saying, Yes, I would like the flesh of pigs. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> what I was at.
4: <laughs> and, and it weirded everyone out, including the Russian woman that was our waitress. She was just like, <laughs> Uh okay. Backed away slowly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what well, bacon? Yes. And minute, flesh Cash, of
4: pig. Yeah, and Captain Cash just shrugged, like, whatever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> listen, no, it's no, a waffle no, fair enough. At 5 a.m what do you think is happening
4: no, no fair enough that's where we were that's that's right where we were that's
1: fair you're not getting walt whitman on that one <laughs> but uh our, we have a second collaboration i wanted to hit a little bit quickly here yeah. uh run the jewels yeah everybody knows run the jewels and if you don't go listen to them yeah they have a uh, a new collaboration to uh, celebrate their new single that's coming out uh, no save point uh, that's for the uh, what the hell is that? Cyber twunk, Cyberpunk 2077? 2077. 2077,
5: uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's
1: gonna come out next month. No, I mean March. No, I mean next August. Yeah, the whatever it comes
5: out. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> at some point. It's coming in 2077. So look yeah. for
1: it. <laughs> that's the, the release date is just in the name.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it is out now. Uh, but it is a an international collaboration with 13 breweries. Damn. Yes. Uh, and this is actually not the first time, uh, RTJ has put together a collab. back in 2013. They did that with goose Island. I actually didn't know. That.
2: Yeah. I remember hearing about that one. I don't, I didn't know this one was uh, international though. Is this also like, including like, um, since you mentioned it's for cyberpunk 2077, is it also part of, uh, Polish breweries as well, since that's where like the
1: game studio is so it's American, Mexican, German, I believe, Belgium, and there's one or two others that I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Polish and Czech. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes Just sense. Just to say it. <laughs> Just guessing. <it. laughs> sure. You know what? It is. Yay. It is now. I got it. <laughs> but uh, there was only one brewery that I saw that I know of that has distribution here in the Pittsburgh area, and that's the only area that I care about mm-hmm. because that's me. Uh, Pipeworks. Oh. It's part you- of the collaboration. So ah, I doubt we'll get it, but you know it'd I be mean, nice. W- we could talk to House of Bruise.
2: Yeah, talk mm-hmm. to House of Bruise, or we talk to Creekside.
1: Talk to Creekside. We could butter them up a little bit.
5: Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Tyler, can we get some? Please. <laughs> <this? laughs> Thank you. If they're really trying to market the game, I bet it'll come. I bet will come to most places because they expect the game to, to sell big, big, big. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: If there, Yeah. If it really is also marketing the game i don't know how strong that is like it might just be yeah. with uh run the jewels but if it's also marketing the game then yeah i could imagine pipeworks would put out enough that's why they would have 13 breweries across international lines so they can put sure. it out everywhere Chubzilla will certainly
4: get it i, I will admit the uh, beer selection down here in uh, basically metro atlanta is where i'm at is pretty good like we've got a couple of really good uh, beer stores that stock a ton of stuff a lot of local stuff and then a lot of other like you know i'd say mid-sized micro brews Mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty cool Ah. (laughs) i'll keep my eye out for that it'll probably the beer will definitely come out before the game so
1: yeah well yeah uh yeah because it's supposed to be out uh well yesterday this episode comes out on friday so it came out yesterday
2: that was his third delay from, from uh third? at least at least second that I know of, but I don't care. it doesn't bother me too much. I'd rather have a game that works than fucking garbage, so yep.
5: that's <laughs> very, very true. Mm-hmm.
2: yep, all right, well, let's circle back to what everybody was drinking tonight on this first segment and how everybody feels about their beer now that they've gotten some in them. <laughs> let's start with me and then go back the other way, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the the Grapefruit Jungle, that was what uh, GFJ stood for, Grapefruit Jungle. Uh, Okay, there we go. So it is a grapefruit Mm. hop on the can. Uh, Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I just let it sit around too long, and then it just turned into every other IPA on the market. But it's fine. I would try to drink more from Sun King in the future. So, yeah, that's it. Adam?
1: uh with the weinster uh obviously this is not a dick swinging beer it's a pretty straight down the middle uh german beer uh it's good i uh, i like their half of eyes and more but i like this too uh, yeah it's fine it's a german beer it's an imported german beer it's fine if you like them drink them it's nothing too exciting <laughs>
3: <laughs> just <laughs> oh, endorsements me. from the two of you right so fine, fine beers fine
2: it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fina. Captain Cash, how's the boost out?
3: I'm kind of drunk. Yes. Uh, it's fine. I even have... <laughs> Woo. Uh, 11 and a half percent in a uh, big ass pint glass. <laughs> I hope I make it to the end of this pod. Goose Us juice. too. <laughs> Good shoes. <laughs> uh but no uh, i really like this beer it's not the first time i've had it but uh, as we have been sitting here talking i'm like this is delicious so i keep drinking it and i can feel it creeping up already so if you can find it definitely drink it uh definitely be real careful though
1: for sure That's, that sounds like a sharing beer
3: it, listen, listen yeah
1: for people not named steve yeah
3: <laughs> mine <laughs> mine but definitely don't try to operate any kind of heavy equipment
2: yeah How's the D-Gen beer, Chumpzilla?
4: <laughs> uh, well, I just started my second, and it's there, second, third, <laughs> how many? <laughs> this is number two, and uh, yeah, High Life is always satisfying. It is one of my favorite, you know, cheap, you know, basic beers. I'm a big IPA guy, uh, just for the record. Uh, had I been better prepared for the pod, I was going to go with Bell's Two-Hearted, which is my favorite IPA, but... uh I wasn't prepared. So I just went with what was in the fridge and it was my old standby good old bottle of High Life. So yeah, it's uh, it hits the spot. It's very beer. Like, so cheers.
2: (laughs) It's very beer. Like (laughs) the best review they've gotten in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) TW.
5: So uh, on one note, I've, I've heard, uh, that, uh, High Life tastes a lot like your brand of toilet wine, but that's just going around blogs and chat forums i mean that's (laughs) what i was
4: going for
5: yeah so uh, fat randy's ipa is pretty standard ipa it's it's fine it doesn't separate itself to me in any real way so it's okay i you know pretty lukewarm review i think there's better ipas that i've had Uh, i actually like their blonde beer better than the ipa so
3: better gluten-free ipas
5: uh well certainly the stone delicious is better gluten-free ipa or mostly gluten-free which
2: captain cash you're gonna have to send him some aurochs
1: oh yeah
2: man, that'll change
4: his life i
1: mean Boy, that's, a, that's it's... gold medal award-winning beer
4: yeah <laughs> did you say the stone delicious thunderous wizard yeah yeah, that is, that's actually very good. I didn't realize that was gluten free. Yeah, it's like
5: that...
4: 98% gluten free. Ah, I I, oh. I drank that one night when I couldn't get whatever beer Captain Cash had picked out. And it was actually very good. I enjoyed it. I'm
3: trying yeah. to remember
2: who, who does Orox. Is that Helltail? No, Orox
4: is
3: Orox. Orox is Orox.
4: Right? Yeah.
2: Orox yeah, does, they do hazy IPA. They do, it's just all of their beers are just that name.
3: Ah, uh, okay.
2: Yeah. But they're 100% gluten free.
3: I have to check that out. It's been a hot minute since I
2: even look. Yeah, check them out. They're—I mean—they're uh, I mean, they're pretty much distributed everywhere because uh, because they're the only gluten-free game in town, really. Uh, I see. So yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, is, takes,
1: they're not—they're not a compromise either. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, that's it's not what's good. Gluten-free beer—it's just good beer. I could give a shit yeah. about gluten-free, but it's good beer. So
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. With that in mind, we're going to take a quick break, and whoever wants to reload with another beer can. And we'll come back. Well,
0: let's do (laughs) it.
2: (laughs) You do as you please. We'll come back with segment two and we'll get a little bit more in depth about the hops and box office flops podcast. So see you then.
1: First Sip Brew Box is a one of a kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code Hop USA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back to
2: episode 180 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. And we are still joined by the Hops Inbox Office Flops podcast. It's hard to like like adam when we did the fueled by hops with ryan it's fueled mm-hmm. by hops nation usa but i haven't figured out the portmanteau of our two shows yet so
1: uh hops and flops nation that's what i was going for yeah hops and flops, flops nation usa yeah i'll buy that okay all
0: right Take
5: it. all right We're simple people
2: <laughs> it'll work <laughs> Uh, but yes, we are still joined by TW Captain Cash and Chumpzilla from the podcast, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their podcast in this segment, as well as movies in general. Finally, I get to talk about movies with people who know movies.
3: <laughs> I I feel like you might be making some assumptions. Yes. <laughs> no, no we only pe- like bad movies, and <laughs> I
2: think you are making assumptions about how little Adam knows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Steve, just so you know, this is your early birthday present. I can,
2: I can talk about The Natural and Ford vs. Ferrari and Mad Max Fury Road. And that's all I can talk with with him.
1: Man, The Natural was a terrible movie. I'm sorry. You watch it all the time. I have nothing better to do. <laughs> I
3: mean, do natural. Mad Max is a really, really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Mad Max is an awesome movie. Really cool. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But let's not Uh, talk about that right now.
2: Yes, let's talk about the beers we're drinking in this segment.
3: We do the opposite of that on the show, talking about good movies. We don't do that at all.
2: (laughs) So if anybody has a new beer that they would like to start off with, we can start that way.
3: Yeah. Uh, Let me take the gloves off. I'm drinking – I know you guys have had them on before, Collective Arts Brewing. Yes. I am drinking their Origin of Darkness.
1: Mm, Stout.
3: It is also a stout. It is eleven nice. and a half percent.
1: Uh, Holy Hannah!
3: And uh, it is it is wildly expensive.
1: <laughs> like four of them
3: were thirty dollars. Jesus. And, uh, listen, I'm not I'm not saying I made good decisions. I'm just saying I I have very little control of my life right now <laughs> because we're living through a pandemic. This is a way I could control it. But damn it, I like the commitment. Oh yep. that is enemy. <laughs> If I ever need Again,
2: a DH for drinking, I'll call Captain Cash.
3: <laughs> you
4: know, kidding. He, he scoffs at anything under 7.5. I listen,
3: I, I want to drink to enjoy the drink. I just don't want to have to drink a lot. So the quicker I can get there. Yeah, um, yeah no, this is a – wow. Uh, so the note on this is that it's a whiskey barrel-aged imperial stout with marshmallows, cocoa, and cinnamon. And right now, mostly I
4: just taste the cinnamon.
0: Mm.
4: Hmm. and again that's going to pour pretty dark
3: much yeah. like your soul just like, I mean it's literally it is called the origin of darkness just, just like my soul
5: just like Chumpzilla's toilet wine after he indulges in Waffle House at 4am
3: you don't want the bacon extract out of that toilet wine <laughs> <You're not. laughs> you, you,
5: you
4: gotta be it.
3: careful that you don't
4: want to cross up the post Waffle House toilet activities with the toilet wine those need to stay separate Ugh.
5: I, that's uh, not a collab I don't, I don't a want one of those. That's, that's
4: not a collabo you want. No. All no. I'm hearing is
2: <laughs> all I'm hearing is contaminated batch, contaminated
3: batch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dude, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you, I think it's good, but for the price of you know, kind of your standard can, I think I'd rather go with like a Dragon's Milk or yeah. something similar, where it's like sixteen bucks for a similar amount of stuff and a similar ABV but it's also supporting local artists and stuff
4: like that. So at the same time, I'm kind of cool with it. It's not yeah. all bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll just say, uh, not have had tried the Dragon's Milk before our pod that you had it for, Captain Cash. Warcraft. Uh, that was a terrible There's movie. Warcraft. Wow. Uh, Sorry, uh, yeah, it's okay. The beer made it somewhat decent to talk about because that was really good. It was very smooth and drinkable, but it's dangerous at, what, 11%, I think, Something as like well. That, yeah. Yeah, so that stuff sneaks up on you. Those, those creamy, smooth stouts with the high ABVs, or ABVs, excuse me, those can be dangerous for That's real. That's what it is. Yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Chumzilla, what are you drinking now? Well, I've moved on to a, a pounder of uh, Natty Light because again, that just happened to be in the fridge. This is uh, me cleaning out my fridge. These are my emergency pandemic beers. Because unlike Captain Cash, I was trying to stay away from the heavy stuff. So I bought some water beer, you know, just uh, it's beer-like and, and uh, you know, I can still, you know, function after a couple.
5: Right, I you need to, to rehydrate before the weekend. Exactly, yeah.
4: These are like recovery beers.
5: He, uh, he aged it in his pink barrel for seven days, and now it's ready to drink.
2: Was aged in a koozie. <laughs> <laughs> T.W., what are you drinking?
5: So now I've got the uh, Favorite Blonde from Holl- Holla Daily Brewing, which is obviously lighter, a little bit smoother than the IPA. Now that I'm having it back-to-back, I probably prefer the IPA. But they're both, they're both very drinkable.
3: Just straight up no, no love, just completely a uh, malcontent creature.
1: You <laughs> know me? Yes. Just unhappy with everything. Yeah. And that's okay. That's the, okay. The life
5: of a Buffalo Bills fan, this is how you become.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just embittered bitter to the world. Yeah. How Easy do you thing not thing just down. goon DeAndre Hopkins on that play? Just, just elbow not? him right in the gut and take the penalty. Just I don't, don't give up the touchdown.
5: Go to the next beer. We don't <laughs> okay, can do. Yeah,
1: we don't want to twist the
5: knife too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm drinking a collaboration of sorts between a local favorite Gristels, and a local favorite eatery, Mad Max.
3: Nice. I wondered looking at the can. Yeah, it's
2: a yeah, Gristhaus and Mad Max came together and they made madhouse volume one so i guess they're expecting sequels and it is a 7.4 percent new england ipa
3: i'm kind of surprised they do that for a mexican joint
2: yeah uh even more surprising is kind of the hops list on it it is brewed with southern star uh southern passion Raquel, and Motier, I'm going to guess is how that is pronounced. Huh? <laughs> That's an interesting list. Uh, all of those, I believe, are New Zealand hops. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can, I can vouch for Southern Star and Raquel as uh, uh, New Zealand hops or Australian, one of the two. And then I assume Southern Passion is also from that Southern Hemisphere area. And Motier, I've never heard of it, but I'm having it now. In the end, though, the beer is actually really, really fucking fresh. And I enjoy it a whole lot. It has an interesting herbal flavor to it hmm. that you don't get from, I guess, American
0: IPAs.
2: <laughs> like it, it's, it's honestly like it stands out from a lot of other beers that I've had in the past. And I'm not the biggest fan of New England IPAs anymore just because I find them to be like
1: they're all the same. over yeah
2: they're all the same and they're all full of citra but this one isn't full of citra so it actually tastes different thank god
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i'm really hoping with this one the madhouse volume one obviously it means they're gonna have to have a volume two yeah and i'm really really hoping that they're gonna have a mexican hot chocolate stout i fucking love those those See? are my
3: favorite kind of beers they are
1: excellent yes.
2: And I'm surprised they didn't go with that first, being that it's fucking cold out right now.
3: Right. Well, I mean... I I mean, it's the season. (laughs) Yeah, but hot chocolate, that's that's coming pretty hard on your first one out. Yeah. Probably not. Like, listen...
2: But Gristhouse can do it. Gristhouse is good with stouts. They have the Utterly Dunk series, which is all just stouts uh, across the board. They know how to stout.
3: (laughs) I I hear you, but it's like a mixtape, right? You don't just... You don't start out blasting stuff. You gotta you gotta ease people into it. Like you want to start with a banger, no? It's gotta be like you gotta.
4: No bullshit. Track one's gotta absolutely slap. It like, does right out the gate. Come it on, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Can, you gotta hook them. Listen,
3: I appreciate that, but what I'm saying here is, I feel like chocolate, especially chocolate chili stout, is real specific. Like, it's great. It's one of my favorite flavors in general, not just in beer, just whenever. But like like spicy chocolate is the best. Yeah. But the, the, that's niche. You got to open with something everybody's going to
1: like. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, th- I think that-
2: everybody would like this, though, this one. I'm currently but drinking that's what I mean. one. Yeah. I it's- actually am very interested.
3: They're,
1: that First of all, that
3: whole restaurant group, what do they call themselves, Big Burrito or something? Yeah. Right yeah. Down? All of their restaurants are great. And Grist House is a great brewery, too. So, I mean, I, I kind of assumed they wouldn't screw this up. No. But Man, I got to try it's... it out. Where did you score it?
2: This one actually came from Adam, which came from another friend of Adam. So, No, actually, I bought this one. Oh, you bought this one uh, for Derek. Hey. Yes.
1: Yes, I actually bought this one uh, from Grist House Direct. Oh,
0: okay, nice.
1: I, I was able to go to one of their, their – uh, I can't say – brew houses because that's not right it's their nike missile site they bought a, you went to a call missile site. <laughs> yeah and collier yeah. uh and uh yeah they had they have uh curbside sales there so oh, nice. some of that
0: and
1: then okay. i drank some of it and gave some to steve and now we're here yeah
4: and that's how
3: linear time works
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey and i'll jump on the stout train here and say that uh local to me there's this uh, burnt hickory brewing and they do an excellent graham cracker stout Mm and it used to be seasonal but i think now it's year-round because i see it on the shelves and it's Mm -hmm. a really good hearty wintertime beer this got just a bit of that graham cracker sweetness to it you know and it's an interesting i'm not a big stout guy but i like it it's it's it's, it tastes like a cold winter day you know
3: i don't mean to derail the conversation but as i'm drinking my origin of darkness it feels like every time i drink it i'm doing the fucking cinnamon challenge (laughs) I'm, i'm I'm not sure I can recommend listeners that you go out and, and, and
4: yeah. spend $30 on this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, listeners, for the record, since this is radio, uh, it would appear that Captain Cash is physically uncomfortable while he drinks his beer, mm. but he is powering through it. <laughs> like a ch- champ. Yeah. Well, when you take spend that much, team. you have to. <laughs> exactly. You, got, yeah. you just got to grin and bear it. it, it
1: if, we start to see, if we start to see little puffs of cinnamon coming out of your mouth when you start talking – we'll let you stop it's okay cool. that's that's too far we uh, understand that
3: listen there's like nine american dollars in this thing that I've got <laughs> <to drink. laughs>
1: adam what are you drinking so i also have something from grist house neat surprise surprise uh this is their deep electric Ooh. this is oh, one of their, their fruited. this is honestly some of the best can art i've ever seen them do and just in general uh it, i'll put some better pictures up on the on the twitter later on yeah what What is uh, that though because i I don't even think i've heard about that one it is a fruited sour and it is made with blueberry goldenberry and marshmallow damn dog
3: it is awesome is that is it very sweet or oh okay yeah it's a reddish color almost blue well, yeah, it's a um, not, purple. Yeah,
4: yeah it's a very
1: you. interesting color. Yeah. Combining colors again.
3: Hey, are you sure it's not green? It might be green. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know.
4: We're gonna get Captain Cash a color wheel for Christmas.
3: <laughs> I might, I might be colorblind.
1: So what's nice about this one is, you know, they say it's a fruited sour. So sour, you expect it to be, you know, sour. Mm. But it's really not. It's much more on the tart side of things. So, Steve, I think this one might be in your wheelhouse.
2: Grist House is almost always that way. Like, mm. I don't know what it is, but none of their Sours quotes have, like, ever made me pucker or anything like that. They're always, like, desserty, like, yummy times. Oh,
1: yeah, like, this is this is Treats 2020.
2: Yeah. Bar like, none. Blueberry and fucking marshmallow. Ooh, okay. That's and no whatever way... a
3: golden berry is, yeah.
2: Yeah, whatever a golden berry is. Listen, I'm in
3: mind of blueberry pie, and i got to
2: tell you, I'm here for it. Lock it in. Chris House is always top notch on the
1: sours. Yes, and uh, this one uh, got purchased at the same time, at the same place as the one that you're drinking, Steve. So, right on. Beer, beer cousins. Hooray. Same beer time, same beer place. That's right. They touched at one point. <laughs> in the back of my Jeep, it was awesome. Yeah. So, so they're technically Eskimo
4: beer brothers. Yes. <laughs> oh, Teo.
2: Yes, because they're also cold.
4: <laughs> yes. yes. that's definitely <laughs> what jumps up. I, yep.
0: that.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Nope. <laughs> All right. Speaking of podcasts, let's actually talk to Hops and Box Office Swaps about theirs. And I just want to give you guys a chance to talk about uh, kind of the history. I want I want to know both the history of the podcast, but also your history of craft beer. So what led to the combination of the two? And whoever wants to
3: go
5: yeah. first, you go ahead.
3: Well uh, Thunderous Wizard TW is our leader, so we're gonna turn it over to him.
5: Yeah, so uh you know, we all share a mutual admiration for Cold classic movies but also fairly bad movies and we also enjoy uh drinking beer and that would seem like the natural fit to watch bad movies whilst drinking beer i'm not a beer connoisseur by any means i kind of shoot from the hip and i buy things that sound interesting doesn't matter what variety they are as long as they fit with the theme of a movie I, I will buy them. Uh, sometimes it works out splendidly. Like when I found a beer called Danny Trejo Cerveza and we we're doing con air <laughs> and sometimes it's more of like just more of a coincidental, uh, titling, but yeah, like I was sitting around I had been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time and i love movies. I love talking about bad movies. Uh, we used to take rug- long rugby trips down to Florida from Ohio. And we play like bomb, the movie game where you name an actor, you name a movie with the actor. Next person has to name another actor from that movie. Can't do it. You got to be you know, and so on, and so on. So I just love movies. I really wanted to talk about them. And I looked into it. I said, this is not as hard as I thought it might be to like record and do it. So we started it. And, uh, you know, the drinking is just like to make some, less enjoyable movies a lot more fun
3: (laughs) also i think we should make the distinction that we rate every film that we watch based on a one to six of how many beers you need to enjoy it and there's a difference between suffering beers and enjoyment beers yes yeah and and the best example i can give for that is stuff that we've done somewhat recently uh which suffering beers is cats 2019
5: no no that's enjoyment (laughs) beers. 100%.
3: 100% hundred hundred percent where it's like you need to be drunk to just get your head right for this thing, versus if you're sitting around and just enjoying a dumb movie with your friends like mall rats, that's the other one that where you can easily drink six beers and just have a great time doing it,
5: yes, yeah, the <laughs> quotable type movies versus like holy shit, this is literally happening right now, and I'm stuck watching this for. The ex- the extent of the running At, least 90, I, I, yeah. At least 90 minutes. minutes. I'm trapped.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think this is where I will say that I still have not completely forgiven Captain Cash for making me go to a screening of Cass 2019. We, in saw his theaters, we saw it theaters, motherfucker. It was insane. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. You
3: paid money? I paid oh, yeah. American dollars. Oh, and
5: I bought it. I love it.
2: And did you and did you see it pre visual effects
4: fix? We're no. not sure. Uh, okay, no, I, I, I did I think,
5: not get the fix. No,
4: <laughs> I, I think I think we technically saw the fixed version because it was kind of later in the run. Captain Cash and I literally watched it with one other. 60 year old woman that poor woman i, I apologize to her because about 30 minutes into it we were already surly and we were yelling at the screen
0: yeah it didn't take long
4: it didn't take long and because it, it was absolutely nuts it was i'm just glad we were in a theater that served beer no no um, we were
3: absolutely in a theater that served beer we no, had no, to get I, up and go get it
4: but no i'm just saying i'm glad we were i'm glad we oh, were because i well, wouldn't have made it through otherwise uh, yeah, that poor woman, I feel so bad for her. We should but have I, her I several think, rounds. We, we yeah, we ordered her that. beer. We should have done that, yeah. But I think my favorite combo of movie and beer was definitely when we did Vampire's Kiss, and I believe the beer was Bat Squatch from Rogue, because that can art was awesome. The beer was good. And unlike Cats, Vampire's Kiss is just one of the weirdest damn movies I have ever seen. I'm glad that I watched it for the pod because it was an experience. So sometimes, you know, it's hit or miss. Some of the movies are really not great. Some of them are cult classics and some are just so damn weird. It's like, wow, I
3: can't believe this thing exists. That's really, that's the wheelhouse I think for us is, I can't believe that this is a thing. Am I drunk in seeing this or am I actually seeing this? I better get another beer. That's really like like chopping mall is a great example.
5: Of that. <laughs> you, you can't believe, I mean, this is the future. like the kill bots will exist in not too long a time.
3: Yeah, but shopping you, malls won't.
5: And you can be damn sure <laughs> that I'm going to break into a tra- into a shopping mall to see if I can fight one to the death. <laughs> so w- w-
4: we went through this on the pod. If we were going to reboot chopping Mall, it'd be in an Amazon warehouse, but anyway.
2: I, I don't know how you couldn't expect that to come out of the 80s because shopping malls were the wave of the future. You know, that, that's what was meant to be the new wave because nobody had the foresight of, oh, just order it from a computer.
3: <laughs> Here's my thing. Mortal Kombat needs a DLC of one of the shopping mall robots. That's the new move.
2: Oh, that's probably next game.
3: Well, they
5: did RoboCop, so how,
3: yeah, far, how far off can we be? They did <laughs> RoboCop, they did Rambo, they did Terminator, they did Predator, Chopping Mall Robot. Listen, Ed Boon, if you're listening, Killmock. Chopping Mall Robot.
1: I don't know where to go from here. I'll be honest.
2: <laughs> I would say hey, the next step for you, Adam, is I believe go on Amazon Prime and Chopping Mall is up there for free.
1: Oh, all right. if it's on the Amazon Prime, I got yeah, nothing else to I
2: believe do. it's on Prime, so you can just enjoy it there.
5: <laughs> it's on YouTube. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, that's all it. right.
5: <laughs> and if you think it looks a little grainy, it's not the transfer. <laughs> oh,
1: that's just the way it is? <laughs> yeah, it's just shit.
5: <laughs> I think it was made for, I don't know, $50,000 or a million. What was it, Ice. a million bucks all in with everything? I
3: do remember it was a six-beer movie. And it's one of those six years like, you you can't even believe that this is a thing that's happening. Definitely watch it.
1: All right. So I guess that, that brings me to the next question of how are you able to determine what is a flop versus something that's an underground classic or something that just didn't take? How do you determine what is what?
4: Well, our criteria is not super, super strict, but typically we look at its critical reception, And it's box office returns, right? So if it was panned by the critics and and nobody liked the movie, that would give it, you know, uh, the credentials to be on the pod. Or if it failed to basically triple its budget, because that's kind of the rule of thumb. Hollywood accounting is a little weird. But you can assume that the studios are only getting about half of the box office totals. So if it doubles its budget, uh, the studio is basically breaking even. And if there's any marketing behind the movie, uh, which can sometimes be like up, upwards of 50% of the budget, which mm. is kind of like hidden, that's not included in the movie's uh, budget, but the studio will throw money at it to market it after the fact.
3: Look so at you, cats.
4: <laughs> yeah, look at <laughs> yeah. you, Wild Wild West. Uh, so basically, if it's a, a mid-sized, you know, big-time Hollywood movie, it's got a triplets budget to to make any profit for the producers. Is so it, that's,
5: uh, Yeah yeah it it depends on eras too like the 80s and 90s are a lot different than now because like the chinese box office wasn't a thing then so like wild wild west making 200 million when it cost 150 million and it would have made a lot more now but it didn't come out now like because audience will see shit i mean how many Transformers movies did we get? It
4: Too many. Because,
3: yeah. <laughs> Listen, Bumblebee was good. I stand by that.
4: The first fifteen minutes of Bumblebee was good. The first
3: fifteen minutes of Bumblebee were the best, transformor- the, were the best Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> transformers. Transformers. Transformers since nineteen eighty-six.
4: I stand by our comment from uh, the Stephen King pods. I think uh, Maximum Overdrive is still the best Transformers movie we've seen.
2: That's true. It's also probably the third best Spider-Man
1: film. (laughs) (laughs) See? The only real Green (laughs) Goblin we ever got. Comic authentic. Is there any credence that comes to, uh, I'll say, underground or cult classics? Because to me, the one that always pops into my mind is Boondock Saints. It was never a, a success in the box office, but everybody I knew through college had watched it or owned it. Yeah,
4: so the story behind that movie, I don't know if you know this, but basically it was all set for a big release, but they pulled the plug at the last minute because of the Columbine shootings. I did not know that. So that's what happened. I don't even know if it got released at all, but certainly did not get a wide release. It was basically direct-to-video. So that's what tanked that movie. The studio backed out the last minute.
3: Which came in, um, like Sometimes you got to read the room and go, you know what? Let's just send this out
4: to Blockbuster. Right. Yeah. yeah. But to your point, that was definitely a big time movie when we were in college. And I think the thunderous wizard kind of glossed over this, but, uh, at one point in time when we were in school, we all lived together and the thunderous wizard had an extensive DVD collection. This is the pre blu-ray days guys. So mm-hmm. It was straight DVD and he had tons of movies and, uh I you know, I was a movie guy. I liked, you know, I liked movies but not on the level of the Thunderous Wizard and I got exposed to so much stuff because we just sit around, whether it's on rugby road trips or to Florida or just sitting in the house, we just watch all these crazy movies that he had. And uh, he'd be buying stuff off ebay and you know, this is the <laughs> early days of the internet. He was getting like bootlegs and, and whatnot, and it was it was the trip. You know, so I think I, it's I, funny I,
3: that Chumzilla uh, was exposed to lots of other things because usually when he's around he's the one doing the exposing <laughs>
4: the correct <laughs> well, <thing. laughs> yeah um but yeah I, I saw a lot of movies because of the extensive library the thunderous wizard had so i i really appreciate that and that's why i'm glad he invited me to come on the pod because there's a lot of the stuff that is basically shared
3: because we watched it together i still am never going to get the two hours of my life back from house of a thousand corpses
5: <laughs> well that was a gift that keeps on giving but to like to really answer like a movie like boondock saints because of circumstance i mean you could do it because yeah it made no money uh, mm-hmm. and we could do cult classics we did the thing which right the thing tanked everybody hated right. the thing and of course it's like one of the greatest horror movies ever so we don't preclude a movie if it's a cult classic like for our 100th episode which is down the line but it's coming up like I want to talk about Big Trouble because I think Big Trouble is the most eclectic, batshit, weird and awesome movie that was ever made. And nobody saw it when it came out. Of mm. course, now it's beloved. And I saw it a million times growing up, which is how I guess I became this weird movie head as a kid <laughs> was that you just like watch movies on TBS. Like it was like, Oh, predators on, Oh, commandos on, Oh, John Carpenter you know. is a fucking gateway drug. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yes. So you just kind of fall into that and i mean that's a big part of the podcast too is just nostalgia like i love thinking about those times as a kid like experiencing these movies for the first time and like there's nothing better like some of them don't hold up which is unfortunate but you still have that memory of when you thought they were cool
1: (laughs) and and some of that i think kind of creates its own charm as well when looking back and seeing how bad the movies were you know, yeah, definitely, definitely, especially yeah. in terms of like visual effects and things like that. Looking back, yeah. it's like how did we believe that any of this was supposed to be real?
4: Yeah, I think to your point, uh, <clears throat> Adam, about you know cult classics and, and mm-hmm. you know do, are those part of the formula? Just to add to what the Thunderous Wizards already said, I I think the biggest cult classic that's a good movie that met our criteria was The Big Lebowski because it did not make a lot of money. Critics contemporary critics did not know what to do with that movie and that's something i saw like two or three years after it came out on dvd and i was like what is this this is awesome how did i not you know see this when theaters why was this not a bigger deal it's how does
1: everybody fun- not
4: know about this this is one of the funniest movies i've ever seen um and we, yeah so like that was one of my favorite pause because it's nice to get a movie like that like the thing uh or big trouble hopefully yeah we, we can do that coming up because those are really fun to do. Uh, when the movie's got that nostalgia factor, that helps too, you know, you, to get a little bit excited about it because it's tough to get through a movie that just stinks like cats. Or, <laughs> you, wait, you gotta, uh, you gotta stinks stop or stinks cats. like cats.
0: Or stinks like cats.
4: Or probably my least favorite podcast was The Ghost in the Darkness. That was what? probably the toughest you one. You Well, not, not the podcast, but the movie. That was probably one of the toughest Wants to get through for me. What is like, wrong? I remember, I, I remember that movie being boring. Lions. <laughs> I remember it that so movie being bad. bad. <laughs> it's it's uh, so boring and so dumb. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So. All
2: right. Well, we, we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, I just want to send it around to you guys real quick, and I just want you to give me your favorite movie and beer pairing that you've done so far.
3: Okay, I'm going to jump right back onto The Ghost Ooh. in the Darkness, which is a movie about lions that kill people, and we drank Stone Brewing's Fear Movie beer, Moody Lion. Movie oh, Lion. That's perfect. That's,
4: that's absolutely true, perfect. And true story, I thought you were making that up until I saw the cans of that beer at the beer store, and it literally says Fear Movie Lion, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I thought that was a joke, because it's FML. <laughs> I, I thought it was something else, but no, it literally is Fear Movie Lion. Goddamn right that was perfect so yeah there you go i guess i'm talking so i'll just go next and i mentioned it before i stand by it it was definitely you know nick cage and vampire's kiss and we did bat squatch from rogue that was perfect nice chef's kiss i'm
5: gonna cheat uh because we're gonna record this in two days but we're doing axe man from surly brewing company with bullet to the head which is a maligned and underappreciated Stallone classic from 2012. We'll also be drinking bullet bourbon because his character, Jimmy Bobo in the movie only drinks bullet bourbon, but the ax man, which I wish I had saved for tonight as well is really friggin' good. I like that beer a lot. So I'm excited about that pairing. And there's an ax fight in that movie. And anytime you have a movie where grown men fight with axes, I'm sold.
4: Check. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to the Surly Brewing out of Minneapolis, Minnesota.
3: I'd also like to say,
4: or Saint Paul, Saint Paul, Twin Cities, Twin Cities.
3: Yeah, Cheers. I think we need to redo the Lebowski pod with the "It really ties the room together" beer, which we didn't do. We just drank White Russians, which was a mistake.
0: <laughs>
2: so
3: many White Russians. <laughs> Kate, Kate you May could- Brewing.
2: Uh, you could also get, uh, the left hand, uh, white Russian nitro. Yes. yes. That's it, we've had that beer on this show before. Mm-hmm. That's a really fucking good beer. It is.
3: And I mean, it, it, that's deliberately big Lebowski thing too. I think.
2: Oh yeah. Go back. Redo it.
3: <laughs> we got it. We got let it. Us, let us know. Just watch it. the big Lebowski once. Listen, if we do it again, you guys are definitely coming on. <laughs> Dude it is episode
5: one fifty. <laughs> I, I do want to say, though, I, we really do appreciate you guys inviting us on because you guys actually know a lot about beer, and we sort of do, but we really just drink it like shameless, luscious. Uh, We're more the consumer side of the yeah. beer scene. We're the taste testers that uh, we don't actually fill out the review score. That's fine. We just say it- thank you and leave.
2: We're, um, we're really only kind of a step above you guys anyway, because all we do, all the knowledge that we have is just from homebrewing knowledge, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> and just general exposure. Yeah.
4: yeah, <laughs> Not Right on. Hey, one of the things we did change in our format is we now also rate the beer. Uh, we give it how many bad movies would we sit through if we were given unlimited supply of this ah, beer? Wow. So that that was a change because some of the feedback we got from uh, some of our, you know, uh, co-hosts and and yeah. guest well, hosts the or whatever, listener. the listener, yeah, my mom was like, you guys should talk about the beer. More. So <laughs> so now we do. So you know, was we'll hey, yeah, I'd sit through two movies if I could drink this beer. So we try to be a little more beer centric because nice. yeah, I mean hops is in the name, so we should probably talk about the beer, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, completely well, agree.
2: Speaking of speaking of beer, ha-ha. Uh, if we can quickly go around the horn and see what everybody thinks about the beer that they drank for this segment,
1: talk about your beer in one sentence.
3: Yes, okay. Which, it's funny you do that because we definitely when we talk about the movies we do. One sentence description of the movie. Oh no, I, stole,
1: I totally stole that from you. Oh, podcast. okay. I was <laughs> a complete ripoff.
3: Sometimes <laughs> we do research.
4: Oh no, oh, no now I'm scared.
3: <laughs> one sentence. Yeah. One sentence. Which we almost oh. never adhere to, especially Chubzilla. Uh, I use some creative punctuation. Yeah. Thank you.
5: You're
4: running Definitely out of your so time long. for your one yeah. sentence. A,
5: this is not one sentence. <laughs> All
4: right, I'll go first. Natty Light, it's beer.
5: (laughs) Reluctant beer. I
3: I feel like there's a question mark on the clever punctuation there. It's beer?
5: It's beer? I hope. Favorite blonde. Light, mostly enjoyable. Definitely drinkable. Try it. Right on.
3: All right. So Origin of Darkness, uh, I have to reference the can art, where this woman is very clearly blushing, I thought in a sexy way, but now I realize it's just because there's too much goddamn cinnamon and she's choking to death.
2: <laughs> too much goddamn cinnamon. Next,
1: Adam. I guess that's me. This is a fine ass beer. I really like the can art. If you can find it, get it, and then give it to me.
2: Right on <laughs> Madhouse by Grist House. It's a, a new profile that I haven't gotten from Hops before. It's excellent. We'll see you in segment three. It's time for the quiz. Boy oh boy, am I excited.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, oh, yeah.
2: Welcome back to episode 180 of the Hop Nation USA Podcast, and we're still joined by the Hops and Box Office Flops Podcast. Hey segment three. And we're gonna talk our beers first, and then it's time to get into the movie quiz that I've devised. Ha 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 nah,
1: Yes, <laughs> but I have I have one thing to say, Steve. Yeah. It is not episode one hundred and eighty. Yeah. It is episode one hundred and eighty. Oh,
2: fuck darts. It's been all week, and I, damn it, I can't believe I missed on that.
1: I am so surprised you missed that. I wasn't thinking about it. Oh, oh I, I had that on my mind all week, and I was waiting for it. Damn.
2: Ah, well, I might throw one in later.
1: One hundred eighty. Ah, uh, you feel better now?
2: Yeah, I do. I got it out my okay. system. because I feel Listen,
1: better that you got it out too. Yeah,
2: I feel better experiencing that myself. So <laughs> yeah, we're
4: good.
2: Darts is fucking awesome, by the way.
4: In case nobody gets this, what we're doing. <laughs> I, I, I thought this was like a over nine thousand Dragon Ball joke, but no. I
2: mean, sort yeah. of. But you have to watch. You have to watch European darts.
4: Yeah, British British darts. Yeah, um, yeah. yes. Just, yes when yeah, when they when they throw that
2: perfect yeah. triple twenty. Oh, mm-hmm. boy, that dude loses his shit. And it's hey.
5: 180! It's fantastic. There we go. Is, that was yeah. it. Even better is the deflating call when the guy misses the last <laughs> triple 20. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you yeah, can but, just feel the air just sort of release out of the yeah. room. like Oh, yeah, because uh, it's,
2: a, it's a beer hall, and everybody just goes, ah, shit. Well, uh, no, drink uh,
1: anyways.
3: 120. Yeah. 120. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, math is but hard. It's, it's the... Uh, it's the darts equivalent of goal.
1: Yes. 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 Okay. There I am. So once you're done with with the, the podcast, get on YouTube, start watching European darts videos. You'll be
2: I drunk enough it. for it. I'm yeah. actually going to start doing that. That sounds like a lot of
1: fun. It yeah. is.
4: Yeah, I, you'll be I've drunk got it pulled up right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, while we wait, though, uh, Adam, why don't yeah. you start? I don't think you started this podcast, so why don't you start
1: this? No, thing? I haven't. Uh, I've got another local beer, and I've been inspired to kind of goose it up a little bit, so I got one that's a little higher octane. Uh, This one checks in at 9.2%, so we're getting somewhere. Uh, This is from uh, the beautiful people of Hitchhiker Brewing Company. This is their Jelly Debate. Ooh. Yes. This is their Imperial Stout, which is uh, brewed with peanut butter and raspberry jelly. Oh, Oh, that was a stout. It is a stout, 9.2 percenter.
3: Hmm. Respect, like Hitchhiker doesn't do bad work. Mm-mm. I don't think I've had a single of their beers. So I was like, eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Would uh, Would drink this again if yeah. I had more. Did, I but mean, I does
2: it taste like a peanut butter jelly sandwich? Or So
1: it, more on the nose it does. You get a little okay. bit of the PB&J on the taste, but it's much more prominent on, on the nose. When you drink it, you can tell what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's much more prominent you know okay. smelling all right so it's good though i like it yeah Kevin Cash, it what are you up
3: to using them fancy words like on the nose mean <laughs> smell. I, I don't know uh i'm gonna drink the beer that we had on our last pod which was judge dread and this is evil brewing's molotov cocktail uh which checks in at uh 12 percent Oh I'm a, I'm a big proponent of go big or
1: go home. You can solve any problem with a Molotov cocktail.
3: Basically, listen, <laughs> with the proper application of violence, <laughs> you can solve not all the problems, but like a lot of them. A lot of yeah. More than you would expect. Right. <laughs> so what will I tell you about this beer? The nose is extremely hoppy. <laughs>
1: See, I, I, you don't <laughs> have to do it seductively.
3: <laughs> All you have you say law, there. I don't do anything not extremely <laughs> seductively. You that's his first beer. Yeah, at that's kind of his seductive. thing. <laughs> After that, we can talk. But no, no, I mean, for 12%, it, it's actually very, very smooth. You, you don't catch a ton of the alcohol on it.
1: So it sounds like a dangerous type of beer.
3: That's basically what I trade in. Which is why, I, uh, God, I hope I make it through this pod.
1: I'm
4: <laughs> doing
3: great, you guys. Doing super great. Yeah, yeah, I'm
4: looking. I'm looking forward to the quiz. Drink up.
0: Yeah, podcast.
4: great. Drink up. I also, to- if you're gonna do the beer from <clears throat> the Judge Dread Pod, where's the oh, I am the law? Come on.
3: <laughs> Honestly, when we did the Judge Dread Pod, like. N- not fifty percent, but a solid thirty percent of the pod is just us doing our worst Sylvester Stallone impressions.
1: So there was a point in time when I set out the agenda that I was going to set aside ten minutes for just bad impressions. Uh, yeah, you know that would have been fair. We could have filled that. I thought about that. Just let let Steve just you know melt into his Chicago accent.
2: Nah, I got I got a whole bag of tricks, my friend. Just
1: go to the bean. <laughs> but hold, we'll get there. We'll get there. Listen, I
3: I'm glad we didn't devolve into that because we're not trying to drive away your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the third segment. Everybody's going anyway. <laughs>
3: Listen, it, it's like one thirty. it's fine. You just kind of, you play yeah, what you want to play. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly. open mic night.
2: It's overnight radio. Chumzilla,
4: <laughs> what have you moved on to? Well, I've come back to my Miller High Life. Ah, Mother's champagne of bottled beers because right, it's great. an old so standby. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... It just, no, it just t- t- totally appropriate. Like so devil this part out, f- f- That was great. F- no, that was perfect, man. <laughs> you nailed it. That's exactly what I was going for.
5: T.W. What do you have? <laughs> uh, okay, so this is all the other beer I have in my fridge currently because I drank all the man It's a Negra Modelo. Ooh, I uh, actually like the, that. Yeah, the darkest beer of the three that I've had. This is a Cerveceria Modelo in Mexico. It is. Good. It's. A, it's a very good beer. Um, if you're a fan of Mexican beers, I highly recommend this one. So, yeah, that's oh, yeah. technically a
4: dark lager, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. Is, that is, yeah, that's my favorite Mexican beer. I'm not a Corona guy. Negra Modelo all day, every day.
5: Well, you're drinking uh, American Corona right now, so that makes
3: whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 That's aggressive.
5: <laughs> Corona Come on sucks. now.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: and High Life is the nectar of the gods. So, just moving on.
2: Yeah, it is the <laughs> champagne of beers. I mean, Corona okay, so, is made by a different company.
4: I believe that's so, AB InBev, not. A... I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know why they call High Life the champagne of beers? Because they serve it in flutes. Champagne yeast, I believe. i, I No, that's not the story I know. That could oh, be no. right. Oh no! I, 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 I totally lie. I just, No, I just totally lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So it has nothing to do with the beer itself. It has to do with the shape of the bottle. So apparently it had like this unique taper and the marketing people at Miller said, it kind of looks like a champagne bottle. So that was the tagline they used. It was the champagne of bottled beers because it had this unique silhouette. Mm-hmm. So that's where that comes from.
5: So well, now you've learned uh, something. Yeah. Things your listeners never wanted to know.
4: <laughs> I, it, it, it
2: <laughs> yeah. depends on which
4: which listener i mean yeah, it's but, just a fun fact it's,
5: this yeah.
2: is
4: an americana beer see yeah. so i'm a sucker for americana i mean i know it's a bad beer but hey come on it's high life it's uh, <laughs> it's the old reliable right like if i came across you know uh i'm stuck in uh, a nuclear holocaust or or some sort of interdimensional invasion like, like that give is. it two weeks yeah, give it two weeks, and I come across High Life, I'm going to be happy.
3: I'm like, a, that's a Nuka-Cola,
5: basically.
4: <laughs> exactly,
3: yeah. Now I'm going to need cosplay of the woman, the, the lady on the moon, from the High Life, High Life
5: mm.
1: bottle. I, I'm just concerned that Steve tried to pass a Miller High Life off as a brute. Yeah, I champagne know. Champagne yeast. It's a, that's, a, that's a fun reference for
2: all
5: our, you know, in-the-know listeners. who are Get like, out of
1: here with that nonsense. Heads for the shit.
5: Yeah. Fun, fun fact, <laughs> if you buy the uh, cream-colored barrel of that Insta-beer, that comes with the champagne yeast. So, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> brewed IPAs all day. That's all yep. you get.
2: So you get. You can only make brewed IPAs in it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well, the beer I've chosen in this segment is out of jealousy. Because, jealousy? Yeah, well, Cat and Cash has been crushing fucking huge beers all episode. I'm and, all
3: that
2: is man. I've been I've been saving the real high octane shit I have in my fridge for our, our next episode, but I still nah. have one little thing left in the uh, Ooh, uh, the old holster in the hip pocket. I like it. Yeah, a little something in the hip pocket. I had the Southern Tier Nitro Creme Brulee, a ten percent Imperial Stout. Ooh, and if you've, if you've never heard me talk about Creme Brulee as one of my favorite beers, period ever, then hear it now. It's one of the. It's so creamy, especially now that it's on nitro, and it's sweet, and it's delicious, and it'll get you fucked up. I don't know how you don't like this beer. Who doesn't like this beer?
1: Communists. I have no argument to that. Yeah. <laughs> no argument. One thing I will say is, uh, Steve, for, for those that are watching on the YouTube channel, which you should, yeah. I appreciate that on the photo you lined up the uh, the head in the glass perfectly, with the tan ring on the top of the can. I didn't. No, I didn't
2: yeah. do that. I didn't do that. Well, whoever f- did it. Well, no, it's just the fact that their nitro cans mm-hmm. have less beer, and so oh. it doesn't completely fill the fill the glass. Like that's, that's an untouched beer.
1: That's art. Yeah, that is. That's well, whoever decided that that <laughs> was what was going to happen. Okay. Just, choice absolutely yeah. choice all i did and was I- the lighting <laughs>
4: <laughs> and
1: i did i'll that just say a
4: weird shadow over here <laughs> hold on i'll make a joke here you know the only person or the only kind of person that doesn't like a good beer like this creme brulee here is terrorists communists and ravens fans does nah, yeah. that, that, that play with the the pittsburgh crowd yeah, yeah, that'll that'll oh, be yeah. fine. I, I didn't want to – so, so a quick quick uh, story time with Chumzill when I played rugby in Minnesota. Here we go again. Yeah. Hold on. We we were sponsored by Pabst, another bad American beer.
1: Uh, um, we'll give them a pass.
4: And we used to joke that the only people that don't like Pabst are terrorists, communists, and Packers fans. <laughs> okay. So that was like a running joke for the team. So terrorists, <laughs> communists, and Ravens fans. Because I won't throw my Bengals under the bus. Sorry.
1: So, so, they'll do that to I themselves, mean, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird that
2: the Packers wouldn't like PAPS because it is a Wisconsin beer. It we is, just did a Wisconsin episode last episode. Yeah.
4: Well, but I guess they would Miller, like old Miller style Light more. is the. <laughs> it, no, Miller Lite is definitely the, the Packers beer. Oh, like, okay. corporately, corporately, Miller Lite. Corporate. Sponsor, corporate okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, then, we've got our beers out of the
4: way. Oh, wait, sh- uh, shout out to the uh, St. Cloud Bottom Feeders. Love you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's like catfish? Like,
4: <laughs> it's sort of. Was your yeah. mascot a mud skipper? Uh, kinda. It was yeah, like basically. the hellfish from the Simpsons. It's
2: yeah. It's time for the movie quiz. And we've already decided in earlier segments that it's going to be Adam and Chumpzilla versus Captain that Cash. Going, that are going to win. That are going to face Captain Cash <laughs> and TW. You're uh, going nowhere!
3: I guess for 20 minutes. 20
2: minutes of playtime. Oh, yeah. The rules for the quiz are as follows. For anybody who hasn't heard one of our quizzes before, or just for the people who are playing tonight who definitely have not played before, I have six questions lined up for you. If you can answer the question without multiple choice, you get two points. If you choose to go to multiple choice, you can get one point. And if you miss, then your opponents have the chance to steal for one point. We'll do this for six questions, and then I have a seventh, final question. There's no wager on it. I'll just decide what the point <laughs> value is, because that's the way it goes on this show. <laughs> With that in mind, is there a team that would want to go
5: first? We'll go uh, first. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we. Will. I was
4: going to rock paper scissors,
2: but okay, you guys claimed it. Take it. Let's go. All right, Captain Cash and TW, this is your first question. Blue Velvet, a financial flop of David Lynch, stars Dennis Hopper as a gas-huffing maniac, Frank Booth. What is his preferred beer?
0: Uh,
3: I would take the multiple choice.
2: Yeah. Your multiple choice are A, Heineken, B, Beck's, C, Pabst Blue Ribbon, or D, Old Style?
5: I, he feels like an old-style man to me. What do you think? I will Cass, accept old-style.
3: Let's go old-style.
2: And that is incorrect. Yeah. Oh Adam gosh. and Chumpzilla,
4: your chance to steal. So I think we gotta hold go... On, hold, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Oh. I got this. Hands down. Heineken. Fuck that shit. Paps Blue Ribbon.
2: And Paps Blue Ribbon is the correct answer. Adam and Chumpzilla
4: are on the board with a point. Hey, That's right. That PBRBA
1: ASAP.
4: Was... We, we used to quote that line with the bottom feeders. <laughs> All right, then. Well, McLaughlin tries to order a, Han- a Heineken, and Dennis Hopper's like, Heineken, fuck that shit. Paps Blue Ribbon. Anyway, moving on.
5: <laughs> That's a... I should have guessed.
1: <laughs> That's a Chumpzilla specialty right there. Right in a wheelhouse. Oh, right, yeah. Then.
2: Okay. Well, then, it's now Adam and Chumpzilla's turn. This is your question. Robocop is an awesome movie. One of the not first- a question. Not a question. That's just a <laughs> statement. But uh, Yes. One of the first crimes Robocop stops is in a convenience store robbery. Where is the safe hidden?
4: Okay, it's the guy that's studying for like calculus class or something. No, 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 no. This isn't the, the the not this isn't the gas station. This is the convenience store. It's hidden under a bunch of cases of Miller Lite. A bunch of a bunch of beer cases. I think it's Miller Lite. Hold on, Adam. I don't, not final answer, Adam. Do you remember this scene? It's the he knocks over all the boxes and the safe is under the beer. You're
1: assuming I've seen RoboCop within the last 5 years. God, I haven't seen it for a while, but I mean You so are extremely confident on this one and I I have It's 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 under beer.
4: How specific do we need to be? Do we need to I'm giving you full support.
2: You could go for the multiple choice to see if you're any oh, closer. Oh, yes.
4: Let, let, let's go to the multiple choice. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, you're I, already ahead by a point, so... Yeah, yeah no, please yeah. give me the multiple choice, yeah.
2: Okay, your multiple choices are A, under a pyramid of Miller Lite, <laughs> B, behind a St. Pauly girl stand-up, C, in a case of Budweiser, or D, inside of King Gramberness statue. It is A. It is A, under a pyramid of Miller Lite, that was promptly kicked over and is a bit of a just a like a rub at a Miller Lite because you think oh nobody's gonna buy this I can hide my hide safe my under save. it.
5: <laughs> we should have went second, uh, Captain
3: Cash. <laughs> <K. laughs> I now we may have misjudged this plan. <laughs> well, drink this Molotov cocktail.
2: That's right. Uh, right. On to the third question, and oh, we're back spicy. to Captain Cash and TW. Your question is, in the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright film, The World's End, the main objective of the characters is to finish the Golden Mile pub crawl. How many pubs are on that
5: crawl?
3: Brain says 12.
5: Your brain says 12. I was thinking 13, but I mean, I I really can't remember. I haven't seen it in a few years, so if you say 12, I trust you. We need the two points.
3: Let's go for two-point conversion, 12.
2: And 12 is the right answer.
3: Yeah. For two
4: points. Ooh, nice well played, well played.
2: That was They're solid. 12 uh, pubs, starting at the first post and ending at the world's end.
3: Exactly. Which, as long as we're here, la Fin Du Monde, an excellent beer.
1: It, it, is. Agreed.
5: it is a good beer.
1: Agreed. Uh,
3: also, s-
5: sneakily... Maybe my favorite of that of his trilogy.
3: Really, I, I,
5: I really like that movie.
3: I guess <laughs> hot, hot, hot Fuzz. fuzz. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is basically the perfect film.
5: Yeah, it's tough. It's between those two. I think Shaun of the Dead's the weakest. That's all I'm saying. And they're wow. all very good, but hmm.
2: I always okay. I always found Shaun of the Dead the best. But that's also because I was a Spaced fan.
3: Yeah, kind of the cross
2: between those, but yeah,
3: I feel like the space that Shawna had occupied, especially in what 2005, before the zombie genre had or genre had basically completely overshot the shark into fucking space. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, in its place, it's amazing. But you go back and watch, and you like, oh yeah, no, I yeah, you yeah, know, everybody really riffed on this a lot. <laughs> cool.
2: Hey. It's still, yeah, mostly a lot of clever British humor, but yeah, Yeah. yeah, I think it's good enough. Uh, Going back to Adam and Chumpzilla, this is your question. The Bad News Bears remake was dog shit and used fake brands like Golden (laughs) Weizen. In the original, Buttermaker is seen drinking various real brands that include Schlitz. But... What is the brand of stubby bottles that he gave to the kids at the end?
4: (laughs) I am almost certain this is high life. Adam, are you willing to take this risk with me? So to me, when I hear
1: stubby, I automatically go to Coors. Yeah. Do we want the multiple choice? I kind of do. I kind of do. I'll
4: I'll side with you because I think high life came in those weird stubby bottles too.
1: The okay. only other ones I can think of are the Pony Bottles, which is Rolling Rock, and they're not going to have Rolling Rock. No, I think it was what? High Life.
5: But Buttermaker's uh, not drinking Rolling Rock. No? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
1: I completely agree.
2: Okay, so you want your multiple choice.
4: Yeah, we'll take it. We'll, yeah. We're cowards. Okay, your choices are
2: <laughs> A, Lucky Lager, B, Red Stripe, C, Coors Branquet, or D, Budweiser.
4: I, 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 I think Coors, you agree? I, I, I
2: think we got to go Coors c Corps Banquet is incorrect.
4: Oh,
3: shit.
2: Captain Cash and TW, your chance to steal.
3: So our options are...
2: Your options are Lucky Lager, Red Stripe, or Budweiser. What did Buttermaker give to the kids to celebrate their almost win?
5: I feel like it's... Why do I feel like it's Red
3: Stripe? I feel like it's Lucky. I I don't know. Your world, I'm living
1: at. Some hard-ass questions.
5: Let's go Red Stripe.
3: Red Stripe.
5: Is incorrect. Shit. Uh, that's a different movie, isn't
2: it? Yeah. It's probably a different a movie. Yeah. The, the answer was Lucky Lager.
4: <laughs> I, uh,
3: I told
4: you. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that even a real beer?
2: Uh, it was at one point. <laughs> That's it's, what I it's, mean. It's, it's not a brand anymore it was a real <laughs> beer in 1976 when the movie was out but uh, it,
5: it was oh, until it was a product uh, placement in a child's movie
4: yeah <laughs> I mean honestly it, it does kind of look like a red stripe yeah
2: yeah throughout the movie he also does drink you know Schlitz and Budweiser and like he has no brand loyalty at all
4: no so, he uh, just drinks whatever he get his hands on,
2: yeah. whatever's like on a
3: sale. good respectable yeah. alcoholic right whatever's
2: cold <laughs> But unlike the remake, it was full of real beer brands that wanted to be associated with a, a real movie rather than the prop garbage they had to throw into the, the remake because nobody wants to be associated oh, with drinking and kids. <laughs> that movie's a travesty, too. So I think, are, we,
4: are, we, are we down three to two? No, two, two to two. two. No, no, two to two. Uh, You guys to to two
2: to two. Our next question goes back to captain cash and TW previous episodes of this podcast. I've mentioned how iron city is featured in some of the George Romero films because it's one of the old school cans that gets just ripped off the top. Like the old school. Uh, what do you call it? The pop top. I don't know. Sly Fox does it. Yeah. the Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pull yeah. tabs. Yeah. yeah the pull pull tabs. Tabs. There you go. Pull yeah. tab. Yeah. Uh, but iron city has also been featured in a box office flop by Kevin Smith. What is that film?
3: Zach and Miri make a porno. Thank you. Uh, that is correct for two points. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's the Pittsburgh movie. Yes, that is the Pittsburgh movie.
3: It's all about
5: fucking. Well, it's about that, but it's also <laughs> it's, it's about, mostly about love.
1: Yeah,
4: it's also about coming on.
5: together via and porno.
4: Jason Mewes
3: bare ass. Yeah, I mean, hug it,
1: chuck it. Yep. Star
3: Wars. Star Wars. Don't ever say shit on me again.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Final question of the multiple choice round goes to Adam and Chumpzilla. Okay. Max von Sydow played Brewmeister Smith in Strange Brew. Jurgen Prochnow played Baron von Wolfhausen in beerfest.
4: There he is, Jurgen. Leaving <laughs> oh,
2: stable boy. What Stallone box office flop did they both appear in?
3: Oh, Judge Dredd. Ah, <laughs> oh, we did that last week. Yes. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Take uh, so so you, off your hoser. <laughs> uh, just so you know, multiple choice was Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, Expendables Two, or Stop or My Mom Will Shoot.
3: I mean, to be so, fair. If if you'd have said Demolition Man, you'd have been correct in spirit.
4: (laughs) Yeah. um, So I will admit freely now that I do own Strange Brew on Blu-ray. And that was actually not a movie that The Thunderous Wizard owned while we were in college. It was another one of our roommates had a VHS copy of Strange Brew. And I can say I've watched that movie entirely too many times. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Which brings me to my final beer, Elsinore's, eh? Yeah. Elsinore's, <laughs> Elsinore's, eh? Mouse my beer, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh,
4: that's that a great movie. Hey, listeners, question. watch it.
2: Sorry, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners have seen Stranger Brew. I hope, hope, right? I would hope, I'm hope.
1: Well, I've should. seen it, so yeah, I know. Exactly. There we go. You've
2: seen it, so. I would hope everybody else has, but, uh, yes, this brings us to our final, final question. And we're tied four to four. Your final question. The fast and the furious film series is known for two things, Corona and family. Uh, to date, what is the least successful fast and the furious film? And what was its domestic gross?
5: Oh, uh, I'll buzz in, but it's Tokyo drift. Yes. Uh, Hold on, uh, stop, stop, stop. Is this
4: Price is Right rules here? It's is not it Price is Right
5: rules, so okay. it's whoever's Damn. closest. D- okay. Domestic gross, $33 million. I think it's higher yeah because these
4: movies have made it obscene amount of money i mean this could have made upwards of 100 million and still be the lowest grossing i don't see my only real question is what did the first one make because i'm not a fast and the furious guy help me out here adam what do you got so uh, all, all i'm going to say
1: is we both agree that it's higher than 33 million so if we yeah, go 34 it's million
4: because that one sucked
1: if we say 34 million uh, we're already closer
5: tokyo drifts pretty fucking legit it's much better than Too Fast, Too Furious. That's all I'm going to say.
1: So I, yeah, I'll agree with Tokyo Drift. Paul Walker's a pedophile. Is, okay. Um, that's also true.
4: Hey, Paul Walker did you, fuck you, kids. You, you, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's usually a chump You can cut that
3: one out. I don't know anything about Car Avengers, but I'm kind of sad to learn that Car... <laughs> that Car Avenger Captain America he likes
4: yells. children. Yeah. No, he, is, like, he was 16. That's she was 16. He was 33. States. Yeah. It's technically legal in some states, but it's still but weird. If you it's have to weird. use the word technically with this sort of conversation, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, well and fuck you, Michael Bay, for working that in the Transformers, but whatever. Um, Te- okay.
2: Technically works. Hold on. Technically works when you're 18 and she's 16. He was 33.
4: Right. <laughs> There's no technically anymore. <laughs> yeah. He was helping her with her geometry homework. Yeah. Okay. That's John, just gross.
5: Doesn't <laughs> obey the laws of the road. Doesn't <laughs> obey the laws of statutory. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: goes. Adam and. Godzilla. i'm going to need an answer a final uh, answer
5: so,
4: uh so what do, you, what do you think adam i mean so so the the other guy said 33 something like that yeah so I if we got 34 is, but it's not price is right rules well, um, no, price is still, Right. yeah we're still closer though if we think it's um, tire if you closest, think it's 100 closest, if you think
2: it's 100 million
4: is it closest without going over because that's Price's right rules is
1: that's Price's
2: right rules, rules. prices right rules are not in effect you just Correct. have to be closer Oh,
4: just oh. closer, period. Yeah, yeah. so that's oh. why I
1: think we just go 34 million, and whatever the gap is, who the hell cares?
4: Yeah, so 1 million higher than them. I'm yeah. sold. Adam, put in the final answer.
2: And unfortunately, TW, maybe you shouldn't have answered so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I went low, I know, yeah. Because the correct answer is Tokyo Drift. You all got that that was the worst performing fast and the furious film and it only made 62 million in its domestic gross only oh, domestic domestic win. oh that's yeah, yeah. Wow, okay yeah. yeah it's a it's the only fast and the furious film to not gross over 100 million in its domestic wow yeah. wait f- 2 and 4
1: made over 100 million
2: one, two, and four. And all two over.
1: the second you
2: introduced
3: The Rock to the equation, you add well, at least no. fifty million. Well, that's where it was took, a big took
5: hit. Off over two hundred, right? <laughs> four was a big hit because it brought Vin Diesel back, mm-hmm.
1: right? And, and five and, is when The Rock came into play. Yep. right. And then yeah. The Rock came, and then it became
5: a it became a phenomenon.
1: It was Car Avengers, right? Because these are fighting
5: subs. Yeah, even yeah, four
4: only made like four hundred.
3: Uh, goddamn
1: hands!
4: <laughs> straight, straight up like ghost in the the shell stuff. There, yeah. Through a torpedo,
2: and it was neat, <laughs> and everybody had a good time, <laughs> and it's
4: awesome. Uh, but
2: Man. Yes, the winners of the quiz, Adam and Chumpzilla.
3: My God, yeah. those broad shoulders!
1: Let's just... let's let's be honest. Chumpzilla <laughs> won this one.
4: And, well, let's i be honest here. Believe, let's just be real clear here. The things that got covered in this quiz had come up in the pod. We got a Pabst Blue Velvet question. We got a Miller question you know, involving uh, <laughs> RoboCop. Uh, that really helped things. And then, of course, we got the Judge Dredd question at the end. That was yes. perfect. Like, was... That worked out well. I'm, I like this quiz. It was well-tailored <laughs> to the contestants. Again, <laughs> to me, I may do, have done do some research.
3: Too <laughs> specifically, Chumzilla, this worked out. This is beautiful
2: well look thank you sir going into the final question you were both tied four for four barn
3: burner listeners (laughs) listeners, i hope you too (laughs) felt the intense pressure and the drama in that moment it was palpable
2: yes Oh, with that in mind, though, I would like to thank Hops and Box Office Flops for coming on the show and partaking in our quiz and actually having a fucking idea of how to answer these questions.
1: (laughs) Because I would not have.
2: Boy, oh boy, is that hard sometimes. I get a lot of blank stares uh, when I talk movies, but it was neat to not have to do that. So with that, I will allow them to plug anything they want right now.
3: Well, listen, first and foremost, we're Definitely going to get around to doing, like, beer-drinking-specific movies. I'm pretty sure Beer Fest made money, but there's definitely others out there. You guys, come on the pile. Let's, let's get drunk and talk really bad movies.
4: I'm in. I'm in.
3: If yes. you want to
2: get into really bad movies, I could take you into some dark, dark places. But
4: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying, I bet Strange Brew didn't make any money so probably that didn't. should be on the list yeah,
5: oh, Strange root didn't make money and Beer Fest really did not make money yeah all of those yeah. broken lizard films sh- fucking struggle uh, aside from Super Troopers mm-hmm. 1 and 2 they pretty much and struck out. yeah Super Troopers 2 they had to uh, you know they, they did the they did the Indiegogo Indiegogo yeah. and they got made a ton of money for it and it made you know eight times with you i think they garnered like 10 million and they made so it wasn't eight it was like 45 million they made on that movie so
4: yeah and just for the record we have done dukes of hazard and that fucking sucked
5: yeah that sort of made money but,
4: God, that was terrible. No, because they marketed the crap out of it. I guarantee you that Jessica Simpson's song and the Burger King <clears throat> tie-in made more money than the movie. <laughs> anyway,
1: <clears throat> sorry. I, I, will, I will argue nothing except for a five-minute window where the General Lee is driving through what is supposed to be Atlanta. <laughs> that five-minute window where they're driving through Atlanta, driving through the traffic circle, and jumping onto the freeway that is some of the best, it's best a movie solid driving action. Yes, yes. Damn. That five-minute window is fantastic. Yep. Everything else, eh, not the so driving. Much.
5: The driving scenes of that movie are incredible.
1: Yes, Reese in a movie, fantastic so. stunt driver for that.
4: Yeah. But and I that. will say this: mm. my comment on this movie quickly was that the stuff they show during the credits, all the outtakes of the driving stuff, is way better than most of the movie.
3: That
0: too, yeah. <laughs> the I driving say, stuff yeah. was
3: great. <laughs> I'm just going to say when the uh, the camera does the POV, Jessica Simpson steps out of your throat. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: just... <laughs> Weren't you guys supposed to be plugging your show? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, we we are. We are. This is what, uh, this is what our listeners uh, come for. It's, uh, it's to hear about Captain Cash's kinks.
5: Okay. <laughs> Okay, so. Uh,
3: I healed this and everything.
5: This week, uh, we'll finish up our Stallone month with Bullets to the Head. Uh, or no, <laughs> we record Bullets to the Head this week. Oh, um,
3: Momoa. You so much dropped, better than
5: that. We dropped Judge Dredd this week. We record Bullets of the Head this week. So we got a couple episodes left of that. You can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hops and B.O. Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. Captain Cash.
3: You can find me at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media, but mostly if you're only interested in cosplay because that's kind of what I do. And drink, obviously.
4: Fair enough. And, folks, you can find me, Chumpzilla, at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. Hit me up. We need some suggestions for movies for the new year. We've got a Christmas month planned for December, so that's kind of set. But heading into January, February, March, we need some ideas. So hit us up on social. Let us know what bad movies you'd like us to review.
5: We love themes. We're we're definitely big into like getting a whole slew of movies centered around a theme. Uh, and, because we
3: have to think less around that. You yep. see, we we're, like, yeah. we're going to do this theme, and we usually find three or four movies that technically fit that, so it's fine.
4: And you know what? I'll even throw it out here since we're visiting a beer-centric pod. Shoot us some beer recommendations, and we'll see if we can find it. And good call. Um, We'll, oh, we'll try right. to get a little, little more in-depth in the beer reviews because, again, you know, we've expanded our, our beer portion of the pod, and maybe that's something we can continue to work on as we move into 2021, which hopefully is not as bad as 2020, fingers crossed.
1: I like your optimism.
2: Everybody gets a vaccine. Also, how have you guys not done Outbreak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or the Andromeda strain.
4: You Wait. get a vaccine and you get a vaccine and you <laughs> thought, get a vaccine. We all get vaccines.
3: I thought outbreak and contagion made money.
5: I think outbreak made money. Don't quote me on this. But what I about think the Andromeda Screen? Andromeda Strain,
3: Andromeda yeah. Strain you might be
4: safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the one from the seventies? Yeah. Because I think re- it was don't. like a TV movie anyway. So. Yeah, I think it was. That's a good book. I like that book though.
2: I do like that book as well. So that
1: was Michael uh, Craig,
2: wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. One of his non-monkey or dinosaur-centric ones. <laughs> Fucking Congo. Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> that that I, Congo might actually be worse than uh, The Ghost in the Darkness.
1: Are you talking book or are you talking movie? Congo's fun. Yes. Okay. I, I like the book. I'll admit, I like the book. Ghost in the Darkness wasn't What are you doing? No, I'm just saying. No. As far as scary uh, animal yeah. movies go. I'm
4: just saying, the Congo pod was also painful.
5: As far as ludicrous movies about animals being hyper-aggressive and just straight-up murdering people go, The Ghosts in the Dark, I can't agree with you, is better than uh, Congo, which you wait far too long yes. for the men in gorilla suits to really <laughs> spring into
4: action. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. That, it, they, when is they them.
5: do, they get chopped
2: up by lasers. There is a that giant, doesn't happen in *Ghosts in the Darkness*. That movie is boring. There
3: is a giant apology to everyone who has to watch *Congo*, and that apology is called Tim Curry. <laughs> That's <true>. Stop <laughs> That's eating the my sesame cake.
4: We, we've already established that Cash would eat all of Tim Curry's sesame cakes, so it just all day, on. All, every week. Well, if you would like to
2: eat our sesame cake, all you have to do is follow us on social media. Search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher, like Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Amazon. And we're on everything. And you can yell at your Alexa. But if you're on any platform, leave a five star review because
1: we are a Tim Curry and Clue show. But they only let us use Tim Curry in a lesser movie. Because <laughs> hey. let's be honest, Tim Curry was the best in Clue. Tim yeah, Tim Curry, Curry Clue is a weird movie thing but yes, that he's has the best
3: ever part. been done. Find me a Tim Curry movie where where he's not the best part of the movie.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much impossible, even right. if you go to it, which is a shitty film. Yep, but Tim Curry is the best part of it. Yep. Legend. You can debate whatever yeah. you want, but he's still the best part of it.
5: So, yeah.
4: Yeah. Three Musketeers. Hey, yeah. I, we're still trying to figure out how to get Legend squeezed into our pod.
5: The Brian Adams song is the best part of Three Musketeers. <laughs> no, 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 I
4: think I think you're confusing uh Is it thieves. Brian Adams or Ryan Adams? No. I get those guys confused. Ryan
5: Adams All for one and one for all. Through Musketeers.
4: Yeah, Ryan. He did the
5: the Prince of Thieves song too. So
4: (laughs) just getting it all in on the 90s. (laughs) But hey, just to bring things to close, though, folks, thank you so much for having us on your pod. It's been a pleasure. We really appreciate the invite. It's been a blast.
1: Well, thank you guys for coming on. This is, like you said, this is a good time. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, definitely. uh, You guys are on our pod
3: with the drinking movies.
5: Yeah. You choose a movie or. We just say, fuck it, do Beer Fest, and we literally drink to the games of Beerfest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, boy. That's uh, a lot. I mean, uh, I... No. Let's do that. You need one more guy. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. shoot the boot. We'll do the yes. Yes, that is the move.
2: We'll, we'll call in the Dennis. We're throwing down the
3: gauntlet. <laughs> Your beer pod versus our beer pod against Beer Fest. Let's go. I think, race. I think
2: we'll save that until we can actually get together in person. But uh, in the meantime, I definitely have some real fucking stinkers in my back pocket that uh, <laughs> I would like to both force Adam to watch and uh, to bring on to you guys. So yeah, but-
1: I'll admit the fact that you said you got
2: stinkers in your back pocket does not make me feel good. Yeah, do you know how many shitty movies I've watched in my lifetime? I turn on Amazon Prime to go to sleep because, oh, I know they have garbage. I watched a movie with Fred Durst as a sheriff. Fuck Steve,
1: you. That, was a, that was a fart joke.
2: <laughs> I don't
4: care. I'm farts. really excited about to hear about this Fred Durst movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I just immediately
4: because, assumed it was the fact. Because we watched a movie directed by Fred Durst and it was terrible.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Not good. Oh boy. I didn't know he did that to himself. Yeah. It was he, it was like he directed a John
5: Travolta movie.
1: Yeah. It was like uh,
5: listening to Nucky for 90 minutes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that that movie is trash. It's trash to the point that he included a Limp Biscuit song that nobody has ever heard <laughs> in the soundtrack. Like it wasn't a famous one, it was a new one. And nobody wants nobody knows what new Limp Biscuit sounds like. Nobody cares. <laughs>
4: Uh, is Limp Biscuit uh, still a
1: thing? Are they still together? Eh, I mean,
4: if... I think Fred Durst is still a thing. I, I don't think the actual original lineup still exists, but Fred Durst owns the name. So uh, if right. Fred Durst just grabs two hobos off the street and they start banging pots of pans together, that's Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Limp for that, That's That's how intellectual property rights work, I guess. Just yep.
5: <laughs> screaming at people on Hollywood Boulevard while he's holding signs <laughs> to like the wax exam. Like, you got to have faith.
2: that's an acoustic set
4: (laughs) oh good lord Uh, r.i.p george michaels
2: (laughs) yes definitely with that in mind we'll be back next week it'll be our thanksgiving episode and i'm already calling it stouts giving we're doing stouts all All episode
1: all right i'll get more stouts You don't have to to get more. I got. I got (laughs) some. Just remember, all weather is stout weather.
2: That's right. So we'll we'll see you next week with something new. Goodbye.
4: Release the butthole cut.